Welcome to Horror Struck. Happy spooky Halloween season! Happy September! Which begins the spooky season. As we all know. Well, I feel like June does, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, spooky season's a feeling in your heart. It can be all year it's round year if round. you really want it to be. That's beautiful. So uh, this week we're going to give you our list of what, you th- of what we think uh, you should watch this Halloween season. So if you need a little bit of a guide or you just don't want to make your own list, you should use ours. I don't trust any of our followers' judgment is what I'm trying to say. So we made this curated list for you dum-dums. And you better watch every <laughs> single one of these movies because they're all bangers. Dude, you say that and then I look at like the second thing on our list and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. I've got to defend it. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna defend it. We have six categories. So we'll go category by category. We'll give you the movie and then the description for it. We'll do a little talky talk about it and then we'll move on to the next one. Simple enough. We did the same thing last easy year. Peasy. You missed out on that. Go back, listen to it. There might be some repeats. It's fine. They're all good. Yes. So our first category is movies that take place on Halloween. So these are movies that either take place on Halloween day or around the season. Uh, I think they all take place on the day. What do we got? So first up, we have the Netflix classic movie from 2020, Hubie Halloween. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem in its Halloween celebration, Hubie Du Bois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going bump in the night and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. I feel like we have had such a weird relationship with this movie because I do remember when it first came out, we could not stop ragging on it about how bad it was. But now I think we've kind of fallen in love with it. And it's not any better. But I think once you accept that it is just an insane movie with just really well-known actors in it because it's made by Adam Sandler, it's just dumb But it's fun. Once we ragged on it a little bit, we kind of realized, oh, I mean, it's sort of endearing. It's a harmless movie. It's Adam Sandler. It's an absolutely banger cast. It's just cute. It's fine. I do like that we watched it thinking, this is so silly, we'll never watch this again. And it quickly became, and it's only two years old, but I assume this will last for the rest of our lives, a tradition to watch this every Halloween. Yes. Because it is. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's nice that it's an Adam Sandler movie because it's very forgettable. (laughs) That sounds so mean, but like, I watch it once a year, Halloween comes back around, and I have an equally good time because I've forgotten all the dumb shit that happens. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. And Ray Liotta's in it. R.I.P. You gotta watch it for him. Next up, we have the classic Trick or Treat, which we did review last year. Five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Yeah, we did a full review of this one last year for Halloween. So honestly, if you want to hear us talk a lot more about this, go listen to that. For those of you who do like this movie, uh, they I don't think they've announced when, but it is going to be back in theaters this October. And by back in theaters, I mean oh, for the nice. first time. Because this it did not premiere in theaters when it came out in uh, 2007. That sucks. It definitely deserved to. This one's really fun. I'd love to see it. Yeah, this is like the perfect like Halloween horror movie. It's just a lot of fun. They do a really good job of having it be an anthology film, but all the stories work together. I love that. I'm not a huge fan of anthology films in general. I'm not a huge fan of like short stories in general. That's fair. But I think they do such a good job with having the same cast and having everything intertwine that, yeah, it works really well. And it's fun to watch once you've seen it, watch stuff happening in the background because you can see like parts of other stories happening through the whole thing. Next up, we've got Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. On Halloween 1968, Stella and her two friends meet a mysterious drifter, Ramon, and uncover a sinister notebook of stories. Ooh, 
was spooky. This one's actually pretty genuinely... It was a lot more scary than I expected it to be for a PG-13 movie. I only recently watched it. And it's good. It's fun. Especially if you really like the old scary stories to tell in the dark. Like if you've read the books. I think even if you haven't read the books. I thought it's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I saw this movie in theaters twice while I was still a big old scaredy cat. And honestly, it is. It's scary as shit. Still, we just watched it recently, you and I together. And I forgot how genuinely creepy a lot of shit that happens is. I'm surprised it's only PG-13. It's got good spooky vibes to it also. It's just, yeah, it's fun. Spooky. It's a period piece. It's it's everything you want, right? Uh-huh. Next up is Hellfest. It came out in 2018. A masked serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his own personal playground, terrorizing a group of friends while the rest of the patrons believe that it is all part of the show. I haven't seen this. Okay, I have seen this. It's very silly, very fun. It has good kills. It has a really good atmosphere because the whole thing is at like a Halloween theme park, amusement park, basically. And it's just, it's very simple. It's good to, like, if you have a party, throw this on in the background because it'll, I don't know, create some ambiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was improvised. So it does feel like you're, like, hanging out with friends at the amusement park okay. if your friends are annoying. So when they die, it's fun, too. Yeah, it seems like a simple enough premise. It seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's got a lot of actors that I like in it, too. Next up, we have Terrifier. On Halloween night, Tara Hayes finds herself at the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. I'm really excited to watch this movie. It's been on my list for a while and I just haven't gotten around to it. And I know they're making a sequel. They already made it. So I'm very excited to watch it. I think it's out. I know they made a sequel and it's out. (laughs) (laughs) I think think so. I could be wrong, but I, I have seen... At least people review it, so I know it's about to be out. And it's like two and a half hours long. What? The first one, I've also not seen. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to definitely do like a double feature or something at some point. Oh, it comes out October 6th. Oh, that's pretty soon. Okay, so good timing. Watch this and then watch the sequel right after. I haven't seen this. I didn't know it was set on Halloween. I'm excited to watch. I am pretty scared of clowns, so... <laughs> I don't it's know. Be fun. He could be cool. I'm sure he's gonna be really cool. He might be. I don't know him yet. His name's Art. What a nice name. What a nice guy. He's only a sadistic murderer, but maybe he's not a sadistic murderer for everybody. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their faults. Can't be mad at someone just because they murder a couple people. I mean, or a bunch. I assume we'll have to wait and find out. And that's it for the Halloween category. Our next category is spooky vibes. So these are movies that feel like Halloween. Yeah, so these can take place on Halloween. They're not necessarily Halloween movies, but they're the movies you watch that get you in the the vibe and the mood for Halloween. Up first, we have got one of my favorite animated movies, Paranorman. A misunderstood boy takes on ghosts, zombies, and grown-ups to save his town from a centuries-old curse. I love Paranorman. This is a great movie. It's so good. Literally every movie that Henry Selleck has done that I have seen has been a great fucking movie. And um, Henry Selleck has a new movie coming out this October that he did with um, Key and Peele. Yeah, it looks good. I The other day we have a list of movies that are coming up and I saw it on there and went, what is that? And then looked it up and was immediately really excited. Go back a few years, watch Paranorman first, watch Kubo and the Two Strings. It has nothing to do with Halloween, but that's my favorite one. I don't, I'm talking to them, not to you. Yeah, I would, I would assume. Yeah, it's like, that's a great one. Yeah, by the time this comes out, it's called Wendell and Wild. It will be out on Netflix, so you should check it out. Wendell and Wild. Yeah, make it a, make it a double feature. Yeah, Paranorman is just such a, it's got such good vibes. It's, it's a beautiful film it's got a beautiful message it's funny i can't speak more highly of it it's just great and this shouldn't be surprising if you've seen any of his other movies like if you've seen Coraline, you know but it's got some actually kind of scary scenes i watched it with one of the kids that i watch and he was three and there's a scene towards the end terrified he made us turn it off he's a big chicken though it's fine uh next up is the 1988 beetlejuice 
The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. I mean, this is a classic. I feel like most people have seen Beetlejuice, but it's it's really Tim Burton at his best. This movie is just really fun. It's really good. I, I've already watched it this season. Everyone in it is amazing, so. It's amazing as an actor. As a person, I've got some qualms. Like I said, fuck Tim Burton. Caveat to that. Beetlejuice is a really good movie. I feel like I've seen it a million times, even though I haven't, just because they played it yeah. on cable so much when it was on whatever station ABC Family is now. Freeform. Freeform. Good job, guys. <laughs> Go team. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It, it's it got everything you'd want from a Tim Burton movie. Before, you know. Before he, you know, jumped the shark. But you know what's an even bigger classic than Beetlejuice? Our next movie. What's our next movie, Riley? Hell yeah, it is. Our next movie is Halloween Town. When a girl living with her secret witch mother learns she too is a witch, she must help her witch grandmother <laughs> save Halloween Town from evil forces. I did not read the plots to these before reading them out loud so that they're witches guys uh, did you know we pulled these descriptions just from imdb because it was the easiest thing to do um this is gonna be a classic for all the 90s babies out there it's such a it's a made for tv disney channel movie that is it's pretty hokey a lot of the special effects um are really starting to age not well but it's a fun story about a family and they just discover that there's magic in their family family and they they work together to like defeat the evil forces of this place called halloween town where it's just halloween all the time hell yeah it's my dream this was a movie that was on disney channel a lot when i was growing up for whatever reason i never crossed paths with it i watched it for the first time as an adult last year and i liked it so much more than i thought i would it's charming yeah it's very charming i'm not a big fan of like hocus pocus and that's what i in my head was comparing it to and then i saw it and was like oh no this is a completely different vibe this is whimsical and our girl, Debbie Reynolds, is in this. I fucking love her. Oh, she's so good in this. She is so good. Next up is the classic, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I don't think I need to give a description. It's Charlie Brown. Yeah. It's Halloween. He goes trick-or-treating. Linus is waiting for the Great Pumpkin in the field. Uh, it's a classic. I feel like you gotta watch it every year. I feel like everyone's seen it, so I don't need to explain what it is or why it's great. You should all know. Yeah. Peanuts is always great. Yeah, and if you want to be sad about the fact that Charlie Brown just struggles to make a costume and then the adults are really mean to him and give him rocks. Why are um, they so mean to him? What is up with the 60s? I don't know, man. People were bullies back then. Yeah. Explains all the racism, yeah, too, I guess. Yeah, pretty funny. That definitely went away, what, though, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's totally. Um, uh, oh, my God. Speaking about racism, what's our next movie? Oh, my God. G great segue. <laughs> our next movie is The Craft. A newcomer to a Catholic prep high school falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft, and they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those who anger them. And everything's fine. They do do that, don't they? Um, yeah, everything's fine. No, it's not fine. Some of those witches no. are mean girls. Oh my god, this movie is basically Mean Girls. Yeah, but with magic. But with magic and hot 90s icons. <laughs> I think this was on the list last year, but it, it is very good. Like, watch it again. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's got great vibes, great energy, great story. It escalates. It gets actually kind of scary. Oh, towards the end? I remember the first time I ever watched it, I was sleeping over at a friend's house. I fell asleep and woke up. And by the time I woke up, we were at the climax and there were a lot of snakes and there yeah. just so much was happening. Scared the shit out of me. For me, it's a Halloween classic. I have to watch it every year. I think you should. I think we should all watch it year round. But not the sequel. I've heard the sequel's real bad. I've heard the sequel's not great. Wasn't there a series as well? Was there? I think there was like a season on some kind of platform that no one has. Was it the Riverdale people who did it? I don't know. I could be making this up. This could not exist and I could be wrong. I can't find any trace of a show. Just of the new movie. 
Maybe you're just thinking of Charmed. I wish I was thinking about Charmed. Hold on. I'm going to... Okay, Melanie Field was in Heather's TV version. Ten episodes. You said Heather's? Oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> That's why. Why did I just confuse Heather's with the craft? I mean, it, it does deal with, like, high school girls and, like, how toxic relationships can really go poorly. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Well, that's the complete wrong movie, but honestly, you should watch Heather's too. And that's going to be it for the spooky vibes category. Next up, we have our terrifying treats. So these are movies that are scary. Yeah. First up, we have The Medium that came out in 2021. The horrifying story of a shaman's inheritance in the Aizen region of Thailand. What could be possessing a family member might not be the goddess they make it out to be. This movie is great. I know Riley hasn't seen it, but I really like this movie and it's scary. I have not seen it, but I think I t- I was the one who told you about it because I read the entire plot and was like, this movie will scare me. So I should watch it at some point to confirm that, but I don't want to. But I do want to. Yeah, we're going to just have to make you. I think we should do it for the podcast at some point. Because there's a certain thing that happens that I know I'm going to be very scared of. It's probably one of the best, like, docu-fiction movies I've ever seen. Like, the way they structure this movie is really smart. That's one of my favorite, like, formats of a movie, too. I fucking love, like, found footage and movies like that. What do we have next? You know, just an old classic. We got The Exorcist up next. When a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her. I mean, this is your classic scary movie. Uh, We covered it on the pod. Oh yeah, this was an early one. It's great. It's just a really well-structured movie, and I think it's still scary even if it doesn't terrify you. I think specifically horror films from the 70s are some of the most terrifying movies ever made. I do remember watching this for the podcast, and there were a couple parts where I just decided I will take off my glasses so I don't have to fully (laughs) look at this because I'm very scared right now. So yeah, you want to be very spooked? Go watch it. Uh, Our next entry is actually a double feature, and that is going to be for It. Is it chapters one and two or part one and two? Uh, Chapters. It's the new ones that came out uh, in 2017 and 2019. In the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster, which disguises itself as a clown and preys on the children of Derry, their small main town. 27 years after their first encounter with the terrifying Pennywise, the Losers Club have grown up and moved away until a devastating phone call brings them back. These movies are just really well done. Oh, yeah. Especially the first one. Agreed. I do know that people prefer the first one i like them both equally i think i for some reason have put these in the category of like comfort movies for me because they're they're i is that crazy well considering how terrified you are of the miniseries which is not scary okay first of all bill skarsgård is not scary as pennywise he looks like that all the time Tim Curry is fucking terrifying as Pennywise. I don't know. That's fine. You're you're welcome to be afraid of him. I'm very afraid. Well, I'm not afraid of Tim Curry. He seems like a nice man. But I'm scared of Pennywise. I don't I don't think these are I think they're fine. I don't think these are nearly as scary as I think the first one Tim has Curry. a lot of really really good scare setups. My god, the library scene. Oh, with the the head. It's so good. I think no, I think you're absolutely right, but I also think they're like hangout movies. I'm just hanging out with my little group of loser friends who are all children. They do grow up though <laughs> in the second one. And I think the casting they did was all great. It's really good. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I think they're both good. I think they do have some good scares. I think there's a little too much CGI in them, but I understand why. Cause a lot of it you could not have done practically. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they're good. You should watch them if you haven't. Next is Host from 2020, not the host from like 2008. Six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during lockdown, but they get far more than they bargain for as things quickly go wrong. I haven't seen it. 
I know I need to. I think this is probably one of the more inventive horror movies I've seen in a long time. They shot it during COVID, so they kind of just worked those restrictions into their story. And it works really well. And it also unseated Sinister for what they scientifically consider the scariest movie of all time. It's a lot of fun. Is it just jump scares? No. Okay. Then I think it deserves to be at the top because that's all Sinister is. Um, (laughs) I do typically, with the way media has been since the pandemic, get a little annoyed when there's not a necessary reason to bring up COVID. So I think if they're using the restrictions and all of that to their advantage, it won't be insufferable. So I I think the premise alone sounds really fun. And I have heard nothing but good things about this movie. So I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to hear you scream. I have never screamed once in my life. Yeah, you mostly just swear. I do do that. Actually, if you want to hear me have a panic attack in real time, go listen to our Fright Night episode because a spider started crawling across my desk on it and it was very (laughs) funny and also horrifying. Oh, I feel like we should have put Fright Night somewhere on the list. I forgot about it. Oh yeah, you watch that every Halloween. How did you forget about it? I do. Well, I watch so I feel like there's a good plethora of things I do watch like every Halloween that not everything can go on the list. That's fair. Our last frightening, frightening film. I can't remember what the category was. I threw my piece of paper on the floor. Terrifying treats. That's what it was. Uh, Our last one is one of my favorite horror movies that we should at some point probably review for for the pod. But it is the South Korean horror film, A Tale of Two Sisters. A family is haunted by the tragedy of deaths within the family. That's all you need to know. Don't look anything up about this movie. Go in blind. It's got a little bit of a slow burn at the beginning, but it's the payoff is worth it. I love this movie. So I have seen this movie. We watched it. Well, sort of. Well, yeah, that, that was my next point was we watched it at some point with some friends in high school, but there were several scenes that I decided to watch through my fingers and a few where you basically just told me, do not look at the screen right now. So I'm going to have to go back, rewatch it, see what I missed. I do remember the twist. Very good. So I'm excited to relive it. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to say too much about this movie because you don't want to be spoiled. And I think um, when Jamie Flanagan was here, he also recommended this. So if you want someone with credibility to take recommendations from. I mean, we are obviously the final word on what you should watch. Uh, You're talking about both of us. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, why are you being so No, I was talking about me and you. Our next category is Hang With Friends. So these are movies that you should watch in a group setting. I mean, to be honest, most movies you can watch in a group setting. Yeah. But horror movies are built for that. I think there are specific movies that I think just work better watching it in a group. And so that's going to be these movies. So what do we have up first? First up, obviously, we have the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Do I need to read a synopsis? There's no one on earth who doesn't know this movie i don't think so there's no way this is a classic sci-fi musical horror film comedy i feel like even if you haven't seen rocky horror you probably know enough about it you've seen the time warp you've done the time warp just a classic i'm doing it right now but this is a movie that like i don't think i would ever sit down and put it on and watch it by myself no i think there is a a time and a place and that is on halloween night at your local movie theater with a bunch of other nerds dressed up in stupid costumes. I think that's the perfect time and place to watch it. Or have a Halloween party, throw it on. It's it's very fun. Listen to the soundtrack all year long. Next, we have the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen classic, Double Double Toil and Trouble from 1993. On Halloween night, two precocious little girls try to save their parents from their nasty old capitalist aunt's greedy clutches. Magic abounds and they must meet mysterious new friends along the way. Uh, I feel like Riley and I put this on the list just for us. We like to watch just like kind of like absurdly dated bad movies. And I I know I'd, I haven't seen this movie in years, so I, I hardly remember anything about it. I'm very excited to revisit it and laugh. I don't remember a single thing about this movie. <laughs> I know I have seen it because as I told you, when we decided on this title, Mary Kate Olsen specifically in 
the classic film It Takes Two was my fashion inspo for my entire childhood, which explains a lot now, actually. But I'm very excited now that you have read the plot that this is the Olsons take down capitalism. They're doing a bad job in adulthood, but good for them. (laughs) This sounds great. I can't wait to revisit this and remember absolutely nothing about it. Yeah, the great thing about all, like, because at the time, once, I think even maybe during, but essentially, like, for sure, once they were done with Full House, they started making all of these, like, direct to, like, VHS movies to the point of where, like, they have so many that I think uh, people in our generation remember the titles more than we actually remember the movies. So that's kind of fun. The only thing I remember from any of these, like, straight-to-VHS things are they make a pizza at one point. (laughs) Yeah. There's, like, a whole song about it. But, yeah, I can see the cover of them with, like, their witch hats or whatever. So it'll be good. It'll be silly and fun. And it's it's very family friendly if you have one of those. And speaking of family friendly, what are we what are we what are we recommending next? Next up, we have Studio 666, the Foo Fighters film. Yes. Legendary rock band, the Foo Fighters, move into an Encino mansion steeped in a grisly rock and roll history to record their much anticipated 10th album. Yeah, we did a full review for this movie. We did. It's just so much fun. It met my expectations and exceeded them. This movie, I can't wait to watch this movie again. It's it's very timely, too, because I, I don't think I would have thought of this movie if I wasn't very sad about Taylor Hawkins passing. So that's a, a good reason to go revisit it and just hang out with the band for a while. And it is very good. It's very goofy. It's got some genuinely good, like, effects and scares, though. It's fun. It's a good hangout movie. Even if you're not, like, super familiar with the band, because, like, I know all their, like, hits, but I I don't know that much about the band itself. I think even without knowing that, like, the movie is still a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I do not think it's necessary. I think there's some, like, jokes and some references that you'll laugh harder at if you know the band more but like you're always in on the joke no matter what your familiarity with them is yes and it's just got really good music it does have really good music uh up next is slumber party massacre from 1982 a female high school student's slumber party turns into a bloodbath as a newly escaped psychotic serial killer wielding a power drill prowls the neighborhood this movie is fun. Hell yeah. This movie is really fun. And uh, like we only recently watched it. We watched both one and two. Two, by the way, is bizarre, but still fun. But equally fun. And it has a musical number. Watch them both. I think it doesn't have more than one musical number. I hope so. Yeah, because the second ones, they have a, they're like a band and they get attacked by a guy oh, with a guitar. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same villain, but now he, instead of a drill, he has a guitar drill that he kills them with. It's fantastic. The whole thing is very silly. There's a scene. Is it the first yeah. Slumber Party Massacre? The one with the pizza box? That's literally what I was about to say. <laughs> Dude, so funny. it might be the hardest I have ever laughed at a horror movie. <laughs> it's so funny. It's good. It's funny. Um, and it's, it's very, very 80s. self-aware. It's directed by a woman. It's, it's just great. It's fun. I think, yeah, and we got recommended this by Grady Hendrix when we had him on the show. Go listen to that episode too, because he'll give even more slasher recommendations if you want more of that vibe. And then the last thing on our list is something that we covered in our like second episode ever. It is Cabin in the Woods. Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. This is just such a funny and clever movie. I love it. Speaking of self-aware, this is basically like them straight up saying, hey, here are all of the tropes of slasher movies. We're going to pick it apart and make fun of it and just make the absolute most ridiculous thing you've seen. Yeah, it's great. Even to this day, like anytime I watch a movie and there's like they're speaking Latin, I just go, don't read the Latin. Why are you reading the Latin? Yeah, there's a lot of good jokes, good references, good everything. Also a great cast. It's just very clever. It's a good one. It's fun. It's an easy watch, too. And that's going to be it for Hang With Friends. Our next category 
is horror staples. So these are your classic horror films. I think I said this when we did we did our first like Halloween watch list episode, but I think Halloween, especially if you're going to make a watch list, is a really great time to revisit those classics. And that's usually what I do. So first up is probably one of my favorite horror films. We reviewed it on the pod, but Rosemary's Baby. A young couple trying for a baby moves into an aging, ornate apartment building on Central Park West, where they find themselves surrounded by peculiar neighbors. I love this movie. It's so good. And you should... Have you read the book yet? I haven't. You read it. And that means I vicariously read it through you. That's how it works. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty short, too. I think it's only like five five or six hours. Okay. It's really short. I'll I'll Um, do it. I will do it right now. The movie is a pretty faithful adaptation of the book. So even having seen the movie like a thousand times, I still really enjoyed the book. But this is a great movie. It's still like one of the best endings, I feel like, for a horror film. And even knowing the twist, it just it just works so well. I love this movie. Yeah, I was really surprised because I watched it for the first time for the podcast. And it became not only one of my favorite horror movies, but I think one of my favorite movies. It's really good. Yeah. Despite knowing who directed did it. It's Luckily, still... he made this before he got super creepy, so. Well, I have a doubt that he wasn't always <laughs> super creepy. Well, but... at least he wasn't acting upon it yet. That's true. That's, that's, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to separate the art from the artist. And this is one yeah. of those times. And Mia Farrow should have won an Oscar for this movie. She's How fucking incredible in this movie. The She's so fuck good. Was she not even nominated? Kill yourselves, <laughs> Academy Awards. It's fantastic. I definitely need to rewatch this at some point during spooky season. Yeah. Oh my god, roommate Lauren's never seen it, which I'm not surprised by. Um, yeah, she's never seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> she's told me the other day, she's like, I really liked Beetlejuice. Like, we went and saw um, Vacation yesterday, and she's like, that was really funny. Um, I felt really bad, though, because I forgot about the dog scene, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. You said you were going to see it, and I was like, oh, but, I can't. But, um, but luckily, it's pretty much followed up by, by like, Aunt Edna dying, which is absolutely fucking hilarious, and the fact that they, like, leave her on the porch. Oh, God. Because <laughs> they have to get to Wally World. Oh, it's so funny. She and then it. I forgot the movie ends, like, after, like, you know, a Clark holds them up by gunpoint. Um, and, like, the, the guy who owns the park, like, comes and, like, they have a talk. And he's like, oh, I'm not pressing charges. And then the last, like, frame of the movie is just, like, everybody, including the whole SWAT team, riding the roller coaster. It's just so <laughs> oh funny. Oh, my God. I forgot that's how it ends because I've only ever seen it the one time. I've, I like the Christmas one better. The Christmas one is better. Um. It, I think it's just it's just a lot more like not that the first one isn't relatable, but I think everybody's had to even if it's not Christmas time deal with relatives. So yeah, you want to talk about our next movie? I do want to talk about our next movie. Okay, next up we have the modern classic Scream. Oh, so good, so good. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. This is my Halloween movie. This is the one I watch every year on Halloween, preferably at the theater because it usually is playing. It's so good. It's so good. And like, I usually tend to do a whole Scream rewatch. Like, I'll rewatch through the whole series. Honestly... And I know people shit on Scream 3. Not a bad one in the bunch. It's all good. No, I think the only reason people shit on the third movie is because it's not as strong as the others. But that doesn't mean it's bad. I really lo- I really like all of them. Yeah, I cannot think of... The only thing I can think of that I don't like in the entire Scream franchise is Scream, the TV series, specifically oh, season yeah. 3, because the first two are phenomenal. <sighs> The first two are so good. If you've never seen I the Scream series and you are a fan of Scream, you need to watch the first two seasons. So good. Honestly, I'm dying to cover them on this podcast, but I need to find a really good guest for that. It could be me. And I think I could. I think I, it could be you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're the guest every week. <laughs> well, we both are. Uh, we're Well, we're hosts. We're each other's guests. We're each, <laughs> we're each other's <laughs> guests. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. But no, absolutely watch it. Watch all of them. Watch yeah. the whole thing. Watch the new one. Watch the sixth one that's going to come out at some point. I really need to not this year. I don't buy think. them on physical media. 
I want to just buy like a box set of the whole series though, and they don't sell that. So now I'm just like, well, and they... maybe I'll buy the first three and then wait for the sixth one to come out, and maybe they'll sell four, five, and six together. Wait until they stop making them, and maybe they'll sell them all together. I don't know. I think at least the first one you should get. Uh, next up is 1980s The Shining. A family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future i mean this is this is a classic i mean even if you have weird feelings about stanley kubrick and we all do uh this is just a like a perfect movie it's so good i actually just got i bought a wristlet for my raycon so i don't lose them which by the way i found my raycon i knew you were going to the second you ordered new ones i can't find mine now i found them they were like i i had a pile of frames out in the living room because i was gonna leave them out so if we want to like go get prints or something that laura and i can do it and hang them up but yeah i was putting them away on a shelf to make it look better and they were just like there and i was like how the fuck did you even get there so i have two pairs now well that's nice if you lose one of them again I, I'm pretty sure mine are in this drawer. This drawer is just a mess. I bought a wristlet so I could like hook it to to my, my new Raycon so it'd be harder to lose. And it's the fabric is the carpet from room 237. I love that. I feel like there's so many just great visuals and like set design. Even if you've seen this movie a thousand times, it's great to look at. And I did read the book recently and I, I get it. It's so strange that this movie is a great film in general and also a terrible adaptation of a great book. Yeah. So if you don't want to watch The Shining, if you're not one of those people, go read the book because that's equally great and creepy. And also watch The Shining and then watch Dr. Sleep immediately after because what a great sequel to a bizarre film. Yeah, that's what I was going to recommend. Next, we got a double feature. Double feature! All right, we got some 60s action going on here. We got Psycho. And it's Psycho. not just because we couldn't make a decision. No, we're no, really good at making that. decisions. That's why this list isn't all over the place and full of double features. Okay, so first up, we've got Psycho. A Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employee's client, goes on the run, and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the domination of his mother. IMDb, I am sorry, what the hell is that description? Well, what I think IMDb does is that I think viewers will leave the, like, the summaries and they just pick one to put, like, on the main That's page. That's awful. It is pretty much what the movie's about, kind of, at least what the first half is about. Yeah. And the second one, we've got 1963's The Haunting. Hill House has stood for about 90 years and appears haunted. Its inhabitants have always met strange, tragic ends. Now, Dr. John Markway has assembled a team of people who he thinks will prove whether or not the house is haunted. Again, IMDb, what the hell are you guys doing? Two terrible descriptions of two great films. Well, to be fair, at least for Psycho, it's hard to describe that movie. Not that a lot of people don't know the twist, but it's hard to describe since such a big twist happens so early in the movie. I can get why it would be hard to summarize. It's hard not to give away everything. Yeah. Both classic films, we've reviewed both of them on the pod, so if you want, you can go listen to our reviews for them, but... Great spooky feels, great classic movies, both beautiful. I guess they're our black and white double feature. Honestly, Psycho and The Haunting are two great films, but they're also two of my favorite episodes that we have done. I just, I think talking about those movies was such a fun experience and like looking into them and also just like addressing the transphobia in the Psycho movie was interesting and... If you want to hear me talk more about that, go listen to those episodes. This is this is that episode where I tell you just go listen to other episodes. <laughs> yeah, and if you like the vibe of both of these movies, I would also recommend The Innocence. Oh, that's a good one. Which came out around the same time. Yeah, so if you just want to add some more stuff to your list, because I know this episode is coming out in September, so it'll give you a little bit of time to like start watching things ahead of time. Both great classic films. And then the last thing on our list is going to be American Werewolf in London. Two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. 
this movie is phenomenal. It is the best werewolf movie. Which, should we watch The Cursed? You've seen The Cursed, right? The new one? Did you watch it when it came no. out? Brandon yeah. watched it, and I know he liked it, but I haven't watched I heard, it. I heard the new one was really good. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I'll, but... I'll watch it. Okay. This movie is directed by John Landis. It's probably the, probably, it is the werewolf movie. Which, ironically, we have rev- we did The Howling, but we haven't done this one on the pod. And I think that's because The Howling was a listener request. Yeah. But yeah, this movie is great. I, I agree with, I've only seen it once, and I saw it probably when I was too young to see it. So I do remember being very, very creeped out by a lot of stuff. But I think just in comparison to the other werewolf movies I've seen, it's definitely at the top of the list. It just seems so hard to do a werewolf movie justice. And they did. And it's also like a black comedy. So it's it's very fun. Yeah. And the special effects in it are amazing. Oh, God. That's the part I remember being terrified of. The transformation scene. And that's going to be it for our horror staples. So then we can go into our last, well, our almost last category. Is it not our last one? Well, because the last one is what movie should you watch on Halloween? Spoiler alert. It's the original Halloween. Oh, okay. But yeah. So our last like big category is going to be TV dives. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of really good horror TV that comes out and just like normal like shows that have Halloween episodes. So we thought we'd cover a few of those. Um, What's our first? Okay, our first one, we cheated again. It's another double feature. So first up, we have got the Boy Meets World episode from season five. And then there was Sean. Well, Sean turns his attention to a new girl at school, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then a bunch of shit happens. It's like a slasher parody. Basically, it's very fun. And then following that, we have the Buffy episode from season two, Halloween. On Halloween, Buffy, Willow, and Xander are volunteered by the principal to take groups of kids trick-or-treating, but there is trouble when everyone changes into their costumes. Just some good, fun Halloween hijinks. Yeah, I love both of these. I've never seen the book. Actually... The funny thing is, I never watched Boy Meets World. What? Um, I, I just don't know why. But I have seen this episode. I feel like if you grew up in the 90s, you can at least, like, envision that one scene with the pencil. I only remember the end of the episode. When they reveal who it was? Because I think Sarah was watching it. Oh, that makes sense. I can't believe you've never seen Boy Meets World. Yeah, I just, I don't know why. I never turned it on and, like, Sarah might have watched it, but she never watched it around me. So then I just never kind of, like, osmosis consumed it. Oh, man. I watched that and I watched Girl Meets World. Um, And, yeah, of course, Buffy. Classic. Buffy's one of my top three favorite TV shows of all time. I love this episode. It's very good. They have a couple Halloween episodes, so if you don't want to watch this one, look around. But, yeah, both really good, both very simple. I need... Not really ones that you have to watch in the context of the show. Next up, you should have yourself a Twilight Zone marathon. There are so many good episodes that you really can just kind of turn on and pick. I had picked some of my favorites. So if you want recommendations, let's say you haven't seen a lot of Twilight Zone, you want to see some of the really good ones. I recommend It's a Good Life from Season 3, Episode 8. Time Enough at Last, Season 1, Episode 8. The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, Season 1, Episode 22. And then Living Doll, Season 5, Episode 6. In case you don't know, Twilight Zone is an anthology horror show, so each episode is a different story. So you can really kind of dive in wherever you want. But it's got those good spooky vibes. They're like 20-minute episodes. I love The Twilight Zone. It's great. You know, I shouldn't have judged you for not watching Boy Meets World because The Twilight Zone is a huge blind spot for me. I have seen one of the episodes listed, and that is because we watched it in high school. Oh, yeah. I love The Twilight Zone. I could I could just sit down and binge the whole series. I just, I love it. Except some of the later seasons because they filmed... I don't remember what it was, but they started filming differently. They used a different type of camera or a different type of, like, film. And so it looks very, like, soap opera as opposed to, like, the polished look you get with the early seasons. That sounds distracting for a show like this. I mean, not that the stories aren't good, but it's just visually different. Didn't they do... So they had the original Twilight Zone, and then didn't they have one in between the Jordan Peele one where it was, like, a reboot? I think... 
There's... Or did they remake some of the episodes? Or so- They did something. I think they did like a quick mini series, but I'm not sure. Um, I enjoyed the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. I thought it, I enjoyed it. I'm sad that they're not going to do any more seasons, but I, my guess is just they probably didn't have a lot of people watching. Well, and Jordan Peele's busy. So maybe he was like, yeah, it's not worth it if no one's watching this anyway. It was on like CBS All Access and that became Paramount Plus and like who knows what goes and on. And who knows the how scenes. the hell to work that Paramount Plus app. I hate it. <laughs> it has so many good shows <laughs> it's bad. though. It's really bad. But yeah, I'm excited to watch these. Thank you for making a list. You're welcome. What do we have up next? I know it's one of your favorites and mine. Up next, we have got Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Hill House. Flashing between past and present, a fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. It's great. Perfect series. I love it. It's like a child to me. Yeah, it's just great. It is the majority of everybody's favorite season, like favorite one of the shows that Mike Flanagan has done. It's the most straight up horror show. It's just really well done, really well acted, directed. I, yeah. It's lit beautifully. I I just, yeah, the show is perfect. So I'm assuming because a lot of the people who listen to this are people who started listening once we did our uh, Haunting of Bly Manor or Midnight Mass episodes. We've talked about a lot of Mike's stuff. So you've probably seen The Haunting of Hill House a million times. What I would recommend, go buy the Blu-ray. It's got a bunch of commentary from Mike Flanagan. It's got a bunch of extended scenes and like it's got director's cuts of a bunch of episodes. It's fantastic. And the director's cut made me like Stephen Crane a lot more. Yes. I think physical media is becoming very important as we see things like slowly disappear off of HBO Max. So yeah, I'm trying to be better at buying stuff. I'm trying to be better at promoting other people owning physical media. We just did a giveaway of The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor on Blu-ray. So we'll probably do more of that in the future with other titles. So be on the lookout. If you're a really big Mike Flanagan fan, you probably already know this, but if not, and you've just seen The Haunting Show and you really like it, he does have a new show coming out October 7th on Netflix called The Midnight Club. Check it out. And read Christopher Pike's weird ass book before you check it out. It's a show about dying kids, and it's great. You bought me the book, and I've got it. I'm going to bring it with me on the trip. It's hilarious because the book, the the print of the words is so fucking big. It should not be nearly as thick as it is, and it's not at all. But yeah, watch Hill House, watch Bly Manor, watch Midnight Mass, watch The Midnight Club, watch all of Mike's shit. It's all really good. And then listen to our reviews about all of them. Next up, we have a 90s Nickelodeon marathon, which is, you should watch the spooky episodes of Hey Arnold, the Halloween episode of Rugrats, watch any episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and Doug has a pretty good Halloween episode. And you know, if you are not a 90s baby like us, just, you know, whatever shows you grew up with, watch the Halloween episodes of that. I was trying to think, and I think I looked up last night, if there were any Cartoon Network ones that I could remember. And I think they played a lot of specials of things like they do on Christmas, where they'll play like a bunch of Christmas movies and not episodes of their own shows. So maybe look into those too. Maybe there's some stuff deep in your memory that you've forgotten about. Maybe there was stuff like that on Nickelodeon that we forgot about. Yeah. Just be nostalgic for a little bit. Yeah, I heard the the Halloween episode of Salute Your Shorts is like absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't know. Like to the point of where Nickelodeon, I think, tried to bury it for a while because it was so scary. That's hilarious. We need to watch it now. Uh, I've also heard that, um, not Nickelodeon, but Disney Channel made an original movie called Don't Look Under the Bed mm. that apparently like they got a lot of complaints about from parents because it terrified was children. It, is that a black and white one? No. What am I thinking of? There was something that I saw the other day that was either on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, and they aired it once, and then they like completely pulled it, but thankfully someone had the VHS recorded, and they put it all up on YouTube. I'll have to look up and see what oh. it is and post it online. This sounds familiar. I can't remember what it is, but that sounds really familiar. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I think it's in my YouTube history still. I'm not going to go through each of the episodes, but if you are interested in doing the Nickelodeon watch through for Hey Arnold, I'd recommend season two, episode seven, Arnold's Halloween. Um, Also, The Headless Cabbie from season four, episode 14 is pretty good. Rugrats did a crossover with All Real Monsters called Ghost Story. Recommend that. 
Uh, Doug had an episode called Doug's Halloween Adventure. If you're familiar with Keenan and Kel, they did like a whole, they did a whole made for TV movie. And I can't recall what the name of it, but I'd recommend that. I think I watched it like fairly recently and I was just like, this is just kind of like hokey fun, but it takes place at like a haunted mansion. I think, oh, you told me about it last night. I was like, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it, but I think that's why. But yeah, I think old Halloween 90s cartoons and stuff were very fun. Do they do this anymore? Are there popular cartoons anymore? I'm sure they do. But because I know like I think like Over the Garden Wall has like a Halloween episode. Over the Garden Wall is Halloween. It's my entire Halloween and it should be on the list. And it is now. Go watch it. I still think they're doing Halloween episodes and stuff because it's such an easy thing to be like, we need to fill like a certain number of spots. Let's do a Halloween episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I don't watch a lot of cartoons that are airing because I'm 31 years old. So speaking of cartoons that have been airing forever, what is the last thing on our list? Okay, the last thing on our list is another cheat. We're doing a double feature. One of them has been on air forever. And that is any Treehouse of Horror episode of The Simpsons. And the second thing is any Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers. Also very good. Really good. I have not watched The Simpsons in a long time, but growing up, I remember every weekday at 6 p.m. on Channel 6, my brother and I would watch The Simpsons. So we have seen a lot of these. I remember certain segments from them, and I do remember having a really good time every time a Treehouse of Horror happened. And I like that Bob's just, usually their special episodes are all just musicals, so it's fun. They're musicals, and a lot of times they're like parodies of other movies or shows, so that's that's fun. And Bob's Burgers is just a great show. And then, I, I might have spoiled it earlier, but the last thing we have for you is, what movie should you watch on Halloween? I mean, I feel like you should watch the original Halloween. Yeah, and I would love to know what all of your Halloween staples are. I will probably post a tweet and ask you directly to tell me because I love recommendations and I love movies. Let us know. Yeah, what do you watch? What's a what's something that's always on your list every Halloween? Let us know. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, thanks for staying with us and having a good spooky time. Let me look and see what we got going on next week. Oh, we have a new movie next week. Oh, which one? So, next week you should come back here and listen to our review and probably our gossip about the new Olivia Wilde movie, oh, yeah. Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, Olivia. I was rooting for you. All we right, were all Orpheus, rooting for you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Horror Strike. Bye. If you want to hear more from us, you can head on over to Twitter and Instagram where we are at Pod, Or you can check us out on Facebook at Podcast. If you have any movie recommendations, you can go ahead and tweet those at us and give it your very own horror-struck rating. Until next time, horror fans, remember, stay spooky. Bye!